DJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Hump Day. Here from 1450, the Sports Buzz. It's going to be another lively show. Lots to talk about. It's always fun to get the show started seven minutes after the hour. Some technical difficulties, but we got it all figured out. Remember, we're doing a new system. So there's going to be some hiccups, but hopefully it does sound better. I've gone back and listened to it, and it does, at least in my opinion, it does sound better. So today's show, we're finally going to dig into UK football. We, we've talked about it a little bit the last two days. We'll talk more about it today. Uh, there is some UK basketball news. We'll talk about that. Trevor, much to the chagrin, much to the, much to the disappointment of some of your coworkers, we're also going to talk a little Louisville today. Well, I understand that we're going to talk a little Louisville, and that's disappointing. But when we get in, I think the the punishment that this Louisville fan I've had to go through for the last uh, several days, I'm sure more is lying ahead for me, as uh, uncomfortable as it may be. Uh, we at least get to maybe bring up the ineligibility issues of Sky LeBissier. And we will bring that up. We will talk this about that. This is my that. reward for three days of talking about Louisville. Oh, you're, you're going to be awfully disappointed if you think this is a reward by any <laughs> means. But first, let me start here, Trevor. I, after the show yesterday, and I'm going to do it again today, the weather's been so nice, I went and took little Abe, who you've met, my year-and-a-half-old Vishla puppy dog. I took him for a walk because the weather's so nice. And I said, hey, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with 1450, the sports buzz. I'm going to listen to Inside the Press Box with Nick Coffey. Listen to what they have to say. I know they're going to talk about the Louisville stuff. Uh, if I want to actually hear people talk about Louisville sports, Nick Coffey is the show I want to listen to for actual information. Now, there's some other Louisville shows out there that I listen to to make me laugh, Trevor. But if I want to actually learn something, I go to Nick Coffey. And hopefully, if you're a Louisville fan listening, you do too. His show comes on right after mine. Nick's a great guy. He's done an amazing job starting a blog, a labor of love, and actually turning it into something. So many people try that. Very few succeed. I tried and ended up here at radio. He also was able to get into the the world of radio. So I, I do respect him. Now, is it his brother that he has on his show? Uh, it was his cousin, I believe. Yeah, JD, who's with him, who will be with me today. Nick is actually out to be me and JD today. Okay, and JD, I have not met. I don't believe. Uh, I know he's been on the show with Nick a few other times. I've listened. Is that an everyday thing that he's on? Uh, he comes on once a week, once every couple yeah, of weeks. Okay. So Nick's out of town, so he's been coming in this week uh, daily to to help pick up some of the slack that he knows I can't do on my own and. Okay. And, uh, he's uh, he doesn't do so. He's mostly majority of football guy. If anything, he does a lot of football uh, uh, recruiting and 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 breaking down football for the Cardinal Good. Connect. Good. Well, I I haven't listened to him a lot of the times I've listened to Nick, or he hasn't been on. Uh, and I don't I don't know him personally. I obviously I've met Nick Nick, and we've had several conversations. And he's a great. He seems to be a great dude. Uh, but listening to the show yesterday, of course, I get brought up, Trevor, <laughs> and my show gets brought up. And did they I bring talk, it up or did they bring it up? I can't they, I think Nick brought it up to you asking about what we talked about okay. and if we talked about Louisville. And then Mr. JD had a problem that our show was talking about the Louisville scandal. 
and there's a little more. We're gonna we're gonna dive into some of that. I'm not trying to start beef between radio shows because Nick Coffee's show is is successful. It's fun to listen to, and like I said, it actually is informative. Unlike some other shows out there, if you want to listen to Louisville sports. So I'm not I'm not getting in show beef, but if you have a Louisville show and you're going to complain about Kentucky centered shows talking about this scandal, you're an idiot. You are. Every show across the country has mentioned this. Now, granted, we did talk about this Friday, but the news was breaking, so I'm not even going to count that. We did talk about it Monday. We did talk about it Tuesday. We have talked about it a lot. But we talked about UNC and Roy Williams. We talked about Syracuse and Jim Beheim. We talked about Larry Brown and SMU, and all these things came out. Some of those we spent the entire show on. Now, did we spend two or three days on them? We might have mentioned them two or three different days, but no, we did not spend entire shows two or three days talking about that. But then again, Chapel Hill isn't 60 miles away from the campus we talk about. And I live in Louisville. We're doing the show in Louisville. We talk a lot of Louisville on this show. I try to talk more than you want to. And I'm okay talking Louisville. I think it makes me a more, it makes me appear, at least appear, to be more credible when I can talk just as much about Louisville as I can about UK. And I can. I've watched every one of Louisville's football games this year. I like to be that person that can actually talk both. I know a lot of people that are talking Louisville that haven't even watched one of their games, but, oh, they're Louisville. They must stink. I've seen their record. I've seen a lot of Louisville people talk about Kentucky. Oh, I saw that they barely beat Eastern Kentucky. They can't be that good. No, I like to watch both so I can actually have an inform, informed opinion on both. But with this scandal, if you're doing a Louisville show and you're getting mad at UK shows for talking about this, you're obviously bitter. Well, I wouldn't know if I'd and say bitter, but maybe... You're bitter! Just... You're bitter! You don't... You And this is, this is the problem with some Louisville shows. And... And Nick started out fine when they were actually talking about the big picture, talking about what this could mean. And then by the end of the show, it turned into, well, I don't think this could possibly be true. None of this could possibly be true. I never said the, the, that. The, 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 you, were the, you were the only one that was throwing out possibilities that something could be different. Or, or something could be true from the book, different from what they were saying. And I, I will give you credit for that. All right, I get but the record. only, but the reason that people, some Louisville fans, it's not just their show; it's other shows. I listen to a lot of radio throughout my day. I believe, but that. the reason, but the reason they're doing that, the reason Louisville shows don't want Kentucky shows or Indiana shows or whatever shows it may be to talk about it, is because they're in their own little bubble. All of it's false. And if you dare question that it's true, well, then you're stupid because that's not even the team you should be talking about. It's not your show to talk about that. Well, excuse me. First off, I'm going to talk about whatever I want. Anybody who's listened to my show for an extended period of time knows that from the old Yates days where we'd have 30-second Game of Thrones segments. 30 minutes, you mean? Yeah. Thir- oh, man, people wish it was 30 seconds. Yeah, I excuse wish me. for 30 seconds on yeah. a daily Monday basis. It was 30, it was 30, it was 30 minutes. I'm going to talk about whatever I want. And I have every right to talk about whatever I want. I'm surprised you haven't started talking more Game of Thrones uh, segments despite me just being you by yourself and me just sitting here going, what the hell is he talking about? So, I, it, it did rub me a little bit the wrong way when, uh, when, when, sh- when shows say that Kentucky theme shows 
trying to dictate what we can and can't talk about, especially when my show was mentioned personally, Trevor. Well, it was I, probably mentioned personally. I probably meant, I'm probably the one that mentioned it, I, I would assume. Yeah, I'm not starting show beef. It has nothing uh, it has nothing to do with the show that follows me. It's a, it, I stand by saying that it is a good show. I'm smelling cage match in the future. But it does rub me the wrong way when I'm being told what I can or can't talk about. It does. But that's okay. And there were some other things that, that they talked about. Trevor, just please, if they start doing that, if they start talking about Louisville, I want, I'm so tempted. I've been tempted to call into some radio shows today or yesterday and even some today. Louisville shows. Which is probably, you might be asking yourself, why are you listening to Louisville shows? I, I, I listen to Louisville shows in their best of times and worst of times. This certainly being the latter there. I see no problem listening to Louisville shows as a Kentucky uh, Yeah, I listen to person. Kentucky shows, I too. To I listen. Shows. I work I work from home. I know a lot of people that work in an office and listen to radio all day. I hope you all are doing that right now. But I, I So I do listen to a lot of radio. I used to not, but now I do. And, Trevor, I want you to be that person. If you hear a show, and it's a Louisville show, or a Kentucky show, or whatever show. The sports show in general. I want you to be the one to, if it's a Louisville show, I want you to want to be the one to throw out, okay, what if some of this is true? Do you actually think some of this may be true? We need to talk about it as if some of it is going to be true, because it likely will be. Louisville's going to own up to some of this. Now we need to talk about what's going to happen when that happens. I need you to do that for me, Trevor. I, 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 yeah, I have not done that. You don't think I've been, I'm not, I haven't been the blinded fan that says she's completely a liar. I've I've stated that obviously the the, the fact whether you can't you can't deny that she's lying or or telling the truth, but you can the fact that she has the pictures at least shows that she was an acquaintance and and I will give you credit because yesterday you did they were talking about he <laughs> JD actually talked exactly about what we had talked about forty five minutes prior about that story about Jordan Mickey and the NFL the, maybe maybe JD was listening to our show <laughs> but he had mentioned that. Jordan Mickey was visiting and she said that her brother was in the NFL when at that time he was in college and oh my god she's wrong and you Trevor to your credit I'm tough on you probably too much you said I feel like that's nitpicking and then they go on to say well if it all if they're if she's wrong about these little things then how can we trust she's right about the big things and you kind of folded there though well, I just didn't feel like getting into a long discussion, to be honest with you. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what I figured when you said, "Yeah, okay, whatever." That's, that's kind of what I figured. You, you got to know you're in a, you've been in a long term relationship. You know, there's sometimes you just pick your battles and you got to pick and choose. Uh, yeah, but here, that's the only. It's not the only thing that's bothering me about a lot of these radio personalities and bloggers. It's just they're not even open to the idea about okay, what if some of this is true. Because it only will take a little bit for Louisville to get in some trouble. It'll only take a few of these facts to be confirmed for Louisville to potentially get a postseason ban. So many people, so many shows, so many bloggers are setting themselves up for disappointment, for one. Two, I guess, embarrassment. Saying that this entire story is completely fabricated. I know there's a lot of psychopaths out there, Trevor. There's a lot of weirdos. There's a lot of people that lie. But there, I, there's just no way that this com- is completely 
made up. I wouldn't say completely I wouldn't made say up. that that's crazy to say it's complete. I mean, you you it you is can, crazy to no, say you that you can have that perspective. I mean, obviously, like, no, I, you like can't. I said, no, let me finish. Remember, no, I'm talking over a rule. You made that up. Don't break your own rule. Yeah, but I'm starting to realize it's my show, and I can kind of do what I want on it. <laughs> oh, Lord. He's, uh, I liked you better when you were the age, and you were so nice to people. Go uh, on. I, I'll <laughs> let you finish. But what I was saying was, I mean, it's not crazy to have the perspective that it is all false. Yes, I mean, clearly there is enough proof, at least in, in the book, while the book is is doesn't prove everything. It only proves at least to the point that she knew Andre McGee and that she knew that, that she had her – daughters or employees or however you want to look at the, the look at it, how they're labeled knew the players had met the players but you can't those those things don't prove that anything else she has claimed is true so i mean if you want to say that she's fabricated everything it's not out of the realm of possibility it's not crazy to say that i mean there's no proof in that book whatsoever that says that one player not only had sexual you know coitus to quote uh, the big bang theory with uh, with any of those gores let alone paid money for it I mean, there's not one thing in that book that does prove that. I mean, what, just because she wrote it down on a piece of paper? That, no, that doesn't prove it. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying in my perspective, in my opinion, that it's all a lie. But I'm telling you, if someone does have that opinion and has that perspective on this story, I don't think it's crazy to say that. It is crazy to say that. It is. It, it's naive, and it's just putting your head in the sand and hoping when you take it out that this whole thing has passed. Because there's no way that these timelines would match up. There's no way she'd have these text messages with Andre McGee. Now you're better off saying now, maybe her and Andre McGee had a personal relationship. They did come to the dorms. They did dance. They did some of these things, but it really was truly on Andre McGee. I could believe that I could, and I can believe that Rick Pitino didn't know about it. And I could believe that Tom George didn't know about it. But the fact of the matter is there is too much there with her relationship with Andre McGee. The timelines add up where if she made this up, for as what's the right word okay for as Money. dumb as she for as dumb as she's coming off to be trevor when she is getting she's obviously not a very good writer she has gotten there are some mistakes uh, some typos and head scratchy mistakes i think there's some geography mistakes in there for what she's proven in the book she's got to be a really really smart and really good with a computer to be able to have all these timelines match up and that's that's not just Trevor. Stop. What? Stop. She had to look up that Jordan Mickey and Montrez Harrell went on the visits together. She had to. She looked that up. So she had to look up every visit that a Louisville player took and was able to tell if he was on the visit with somebody else or if he was by herself. You think this chick is able to do that, or is committed to do that? I'm not underestimating her. No. Stop. Well, I'm just saying. Stop. That. The text messages have been confirmed. The text messages are real. She's got a real relationship with Andre McGee. And she was on UVL's campus and knew when big recruits were on campus. Maybe Andre told her. Okay. But then and even if, she told, if Andre told her, and that's the only way. Well, obviously he did tell her. And that's how she did know. But then that's at least confirming that they had a relationship with one another where they were talking. I didn't deny that. The book proves that him and Andre had a really, her and Andre had at least some kind of relationship. And I think it's pretty safe to assume that that relationship led to something a little bit more, Trevor. What happens when you make assumptions, TJ? You're right, when you're me. <laughs> but here, we are very fresh into this whole thing. And I, you know how many UNC fans and UNC bloggers and UNC radio hosts were probably saying, 
days after Rashad McCants made his statement that he didn't take any classes, that he's an idiot, he's wrong, he was just a bad student. Everybody was out to get him. Everybody was out to try to prove him wrong. Similar well, sure to the enough, way everyone was called Jose Canseco a liar and, and, a, and, and, a, and a fraud in his book. I, I don't. I'm not familiar with that book, Trevor. The one that exposed the steroid use in baseball that turned out to be true. Oh uh, yeah. I was helping proving your point. You could at least give me oh, a well, five. I I I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't familiar with Jose Canseco's like a book. Bump or something, dude. Come if on. somebody wanted to not believe, <laughs> if somebody wanted to not believe Jose Canseco, though, I could understand that. Well, now, now you're now you're contradicting yourself, though. <laughs> well, I, yeah, it's it, it's different with Jose Canseco. Oh, how is that different? I was what? What? Because Jose Canseco wasn't a, a gigolo? <laughs> no, he seems he seems pretty crazy. He I could have been it. a gigolo. I could have seen Jose Canseco taking money from older ladies for sexual favors. I, I've seen his tweets, man. He's I don't know if he's all there. Uh, I, I'm only I'm only hey, kidding. Th- th- do that hey, to you. Trevor, thanks for helping my point. You're welcome. We're still fresh into this thing. So I can understand why Louisville fans are doing it, but just to completely dismiss everything makes you look so, so, so stupid. So don't do it. Don't do it. And if you're a Kentucky fan, don't believe everything either. The truth will lie somewhere in the middle here. That's a funny way to phrase it. It, it, it really <laughs> will, though. It's not all going to be true. And really, I, the title's not going to come down. It's okay, Louisville fans. Admit that there's some wrongdoing here. You'll look smarter in the end when it turns out that there was. We need to head to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk UK football. Stick around here on 1450, the sports bus. Everybody do what you like. What were they like anyway? They look pretty good. Are they real? Are they built for speed or for comfort? What'd you do with them? Motorboat? You play the motorboat? You motorboat, son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. Where is she? She's still in the house? What is wrong with you? Now, back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. Trevor, this probably isn't good for me to admit this, but I forgot that that NBA preseason game was tonight in the Yum Center. <laughs> did you really? I did. I mean, I remembered. I, I didn't. It didn't come to my attention again until I think it was Saturday or Sunday that I was reminded of it. But uh, I mean, it's. I figured I, I thought you might a... bring it up, but I did, I wasn't going to say anything right away. I mean, I, what am I going to? How am I going to transition uh, hookers and and prostitutes for recruits to the NBA? Well, actually, I probably could segue that pretty easily, but it probably would be. Easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as but, in, but nonetheless, <laughs> I bet Miss Powell could have a good evening. This yeah, she should have waited a couple weeks. She could have made another ten grand this tonight. Oh, but. Um... Actually, I would hope the NBA players would have better taste than that, but that's just me. But anyways, um, where was I going with this? Well, it is tonight. It's the Orlando Magic Miami Heat, which, one, a Wednesday night probably isn't the night to do it, which is a bummer. Uh, Two, 
You got the Miami Heat and the Orlando Magic. There's not a lot of sexiness going on there. I was going to say, what is a good night to go watch the Orlando Magic and Miami Heat exhibition game? If you're going to do this in Louisville, and they did it last year, and they did it on a Saturday night when Kentucky was playing South Carolina in Lexington, and it's still sold out. The KFC Yum Center was sold out for the Heat versus the Pelicans. But you had Darius Miller. You had Anthony Davis. Uh, you had Gordon from IU. You had Russ Smith. Pretty sure. Didn't you have Russ Smith? Uh, At the time, he was on the Pelicans, no? Yes, I mean, he might have been. I think. Yeah, because they can get traded midseason, so yeah. Yeah, I'm fairly sure he was there. Yeah. Not sure the... Not sure who the if the Heat had any former players on the team at that time. Not that I recall. I mean, but listen, on, on, I mean, yeah, you have all the, the local sound, but more importantly, you had Anthony Davis, who locally or not locally, exactly is is a, is a star player. You want to you want to you want to come see if you're in a non NBA city. Now, I, I think Louisville obviously is a huge basketball city, and we we can save the old NBA to Louisville discussion for another day. I'm sure it's only been talked about about a billion times, whether on this show or any other locally, but. I mean, you still have to. You got to have that kind of name. I mean, the first exhibition game I went to, I was eight years old. I went and saw the Bulls and the, and the Suns. Jordan played, you know. And, and other exhibition games growing up, I went and saw were that uh, was the Bullets and some. I think it was Bullets and Celtics. I, I, regardless, Purvis Ellison was with the Bullets and their starting center at the time. Now, yeah, he's not a big name, but he was still. That was his All Star season, his only All Star season, and um, he was also obviously you know never nervous Purvis. He was Louisville. So, but I mean, if you're gonna do that, when your biggest name in terms of tonight's exhibition game for a local aspect is Victor Oladipo, yeah, I, I yeah, I don't. Uh, it's I, not. It's not gonna be a great crowd, which, which is a bummer. And sadly, that, that, that reflects bad on Louisville's whole. We can deserve it an does. NBA team. It does, yeah. and and that and that bums me out. And sadly, I'm starting to move further and further away from that actually ever happening. I want it to. I hope it does. I will, if there's anything I can do to make it happen, and I guess you could probably say, well, you could go to the game tonight. You could be another number in the attendance. But no, I don't want I don't want to watch the Heat and the Magic. I want to watch a Louisville NBA team. Here's the thing. I've been to Orlando a dozen times. No one in Orlando even wants to go see the Magic in that city, and that's during regular season play. Yeah. I, I've, been, I've been to Orlando Magic game in Orlando twice. And both times I bought tickets. One was for the Knicks, and the other was, I want to say, for the Celtics. But it, both times, I mean, I bought tickets that day and got good seats, and they weren't very expensive. And I mean, it's it's just how. I mean, and Miami's the same way. I mean, Miami's one of the worst sports cities in the country. I mean, and, and I mean, how? I mean, you can say, well, I mean, Victor Odipo is a nice local pool, and he's obviously, you know, has is a up and coming talented player. But I mean, they, well, the Miami he'd have you know Chris Bosh, who I seriously doubt will play. I don't think he is, or Dwayne Wade, who Bosh at least has the blood clot issue to say why well, he's not playing Wade. I'm sure will maybe play. Yeah, it's, I doubt it's a play. preseason game. It's a preseason yeah. game. I mean, now Even Paul they George do, played he, in his, but Paul George is also trying to get accustomed to coming back and play the four. Well, even if they do play, they're not going to play a ton, would be my guess, especially older players like Bosch and Wade. Uh, <laughs> Bosch did have a great quote, though, saying, in Kentucky, there's nothing to do but cook and watch basketball and drink bourbon. That's good living. <laughs> now, there, Chris, there is some other things that we do here. We we get prostitutes for recruiting visits. But... <laughs> no, no, no. He's from Dallas. He knows all about shady recruiting. recruiting yeah, I'm sure he He lived in the backyard of SMU, okay? Nothing we've done. He just looks at that and goes, eh, that's a Tuesday in, at, at SMU. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like to think that there's a little more going on in Louisville, but he at least gets the what this 
what this state, what this town is all about, basketball and bourbon. So uh, if you're if you're thinking about going to the game while well, I'm telling you I'm not going to, I hope you do. Let's make that attendance look a little bit better. I don't know what would have to happen for the NBA to seriously consider Louisville. It seems like it's trending in the wrong direction. I'm kind of starting to put all my eggs in the MLS basket, Trevor. <laughs> but try off. to go out there, go try to go out there and 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 make it look better attendance. Even though I'm not going to. Well, the problem with Louisville, one, I look at the NBA coming to Louisville. It's, it's almost like the legalization of marijuana. I'm just I, when it happens, I'll be happy. Otherwise, I'm not going to sit there and go a day by day going, is it today? Is it today? I've given up on that. Like, Just wake me up and, and give me a shove or give me a call when it does happen, and then I'll, I'll get excited then. Otherwise, I'm not going to get my hopes up. And two, uh, I assume Dwayne Wade, when you say he's going to play, is it going to be like this, the walk-on senior on senior day? Like He's going to start and he's going to be in there for like two plays and he comes out and you never see him again? I can't even tell you that. I don't know if Dwayne Wade actually is playing. I imagine he would. He's not injured, is he? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what time is it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that that could change in twenty minutes. I mean, who knows if Dwayne Wade is injured at this point? I would assume he's healthy, but I mean, that's obviously an assumption. We already discussed what assumptions do do, do you? I would imagine that he would, but again, it's not. I'm not 100 percent sure. What, what do we so, know, say, what do we, if you go to the game tonight and you say, and Dwayne Wade ends up not playing, don't 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 get mad at me. What's the attendance going to be tonight then? Oh. <sighs> I guess maybe 14,000 would be my guess off the top of my head. So you're putting the over under at 14,000, huh? Yeah, where are you going with that? Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to, you know, this is going to be sad. I'm going to take the under. Really? Yeah. But if you get 14,000 there at the Yum Center, that can look good on TV and highlights because that's probably the lower bowl is completely full and then the upper I mean, level the isn't. Highlights are going to be local news channels anyway. Except, well, yeah. Uh, but. The upper level would not look great, but you wouldn't see a lot of that on TV. Now, if you go under 14,000, Trevor, that's when the lower bowl starts to look bad. And you know if the lower bowl's bad, then that the rest of that arena isn't looking all that great either. So uh, maybe we can fool the, the local news by having the lower bowl full. Uh, but another <laughs> another way people they, to move down. <laughs> yeah. Another way I think Louisville could get an NBA team and you don't wish for this. But if there was a Hurricane Katrina like situation where the Pel- or at the time the Hornets had to be moved, went to Oklahoma City and sure enough, Oklahoma City ends up getting an NBA team. Uh, I, I could see a situation like that where if there was for some reason a city couldn't have their games there, Louisville would be a, a host with open arms. They've got the arena already that could come in and play the majority of their season, half the season, the back half, whatever it may be, uh, they, they could host that, and maybe that would open the NBA's eyes to just how well a team could support that. Which brings me to my next point, that South Carolina losing a home game because of the flooding there, which I, I watched the news a lot, Trevor. The South Carolina stuff is not getting nearly as much coverage as it should be. A lot of people are unfortunately dying. Uh, drowning, floods, and it's a mess down there. It's probably going to be a, a, over a billion dollars worth in repairs for, for the state of South Carolina. Uh, so bad, though, that they didn't want fans to try to get to Columbia, the state capital, for this weekend's game, South Carolina hosting LSU. So they're moving that to Baton Rouge, where South Carolina loses a home game. Not only do you lose the game, it, it, you, you're probably not going to have a great chance to win against LSU even at home. Now it's you can almost guarantee chalk it up to a loss having to go play down in Baton Rouge, Trevor. Well, they were going to lose if it was in Columbia against LSU anyway. Probably you I probably mean, were, I but mean, I, I think the spread now is thirteen in Baton Rouge, which seems, in my opinion, maybe a little low. 
I would likely take the Tigers there. But if it was in Columbia, what, it, it probably would have been 10 points maybe? Maybe. At best. I mean, didn't South Carolina didn't I'm, – I'm drawing a blank on did They looked – didn't look good last week, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, correct? They went to Missouri and, and got, got kind of handled a little bit, didn't they? No, I, I, I think it was a – I don't know what the final score ended up being. It was competitive throughout, uh, but it was just two terrible offenses trying to score yeah. points with each other. Ended up losing 24-10. to 10, So, and, and South, and South Carolina's looked, not a good team. Yeah, they, they have not looked good all year long, really. And, in fact, LSU has looked probably better each week. I would imagine if even as in Columbia, yeah, it would ten would be the minimum. I, I would think I would not be surprised if it that it wasn't even the same same spread of thirteen or fourteen in Columbia as well. Yeah, I do wonder though. One of the reasons why I may stay away from that game for the PT picks of the week this week is just you do have to wonder if it. Well, I don't care what you pick. I, I just want to know what Dave picks so I can go the opposite. <laughs> opposite. He ended up going three and two last week, so you would uh, it would have been a losing week well, altogether. I, I, but... I'm not worried about all his picks. I just want to know what he has to say about Notre Dame and about Louisville. Those, those, <laughs> those, notably Notre Dame. He, I don't think he's gotten one Notre Dame game right all year long, except maybe yeah. Texas because I mean, come on, there's no way he could have unless he picked the. Unless the over under was like forty four and he picked the over or the over, but with that South Carolina game going to Baton Rouge, I, I almost would stay away. You just have to wonder if Les Miles is going to take it easy on him because South Carolina's no, got enough not. going. I I think he really would. South Carolina's got enough going on, and then you find out just a few days before the game. Now you have to fly out to LSU and play a game in Baton Rouge, which is a tough enough place to win as is. But South Carolina struggling in big big ways. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Les Miles and LSU took it easy on him. What's taking it easy on him going to do? You, is take is, is only beating them by 14 instead of 24 going to make them feel better about going home to a, a city underwater like Atlantis? I mean, what, what? Well, if you if they if they lost you, by you think, yeah, you think they're uh, going to yeah. go home and go, man? I just lost my home, my possessions, and I think my dog's floating down the road. But you know what? I only lost by 21 to LSU, so today's a good day. Well, I don't want to make fun of the tragedies in South Carolina, but I think that could maybe help if you go into LSU, you play hard, you come up losing, uh, maybe a few plays here, a few plays there, where instead you get beat by 33, 34 points, and you have to realize you're going back to a, a basic war zone. Yeah, yeah I, I think that would make them feel better. So I'm South gonna... Carolina fans sitting in a high school gym during the game going, Man, our lives are ruined, but at least we we lost, at least we covered the spread against LSU because they took it easy on us. Well, it could make them feel better. Hey, we went to LSU where you're competitive. Now, here's the thing, Trevor, is the way this new SEC schedule works, when you're playing West teams, you play them, and then you don't play them again for a very long time, six years generally. So LSU and South Carolina won't play each other again for six years. That game would be scheduled to be in Baton Rouge because it would be their turn. I'm very curious to see if the SEC flips it around where now that game would be in Columbia. What do you think the SEC should do there? Uh, yeah, I would think, yeah, I mean, they should do it, but now whether they do or not is, I mean, here's the thing, in six years down the road when that schedule comes out and they do still stick it in, in, in Baton Rouge, how many people outside of the Columbia actually remember, go, wait a minute, wait a minute, six years ago we had to play down there because of uh, weather issues because I'm sure they're not going to remember that. Some people have longer memories than six years, Trevor. Oh, come on. No, that, smoke they, so much pot you, where you six still, years later they can't remember what was going on. Hey, I remember certain things from six years ago, but I, minor things like that, unless I'm, unless I'm a South Carolina fan, I'm pro, I'm, I, don't, I can't imagine anyone really remembering that. 
Do you, I graduated high school six years ago. Congratulations. So I, I remember most of that. Um, you remember most of it? Yeah. <laughs> Bits but, and pieces? But that would be, I, I hope they decide to put that game in six years in Columbia. Uh, that, I, I think fair is fair there. But Let's write this down. In six years, I'll call you up. And if they're, they're not playing in Columbia, I'll be like, I told you so. They we'll still be doing this show together. Well, what do you mean? We'll be, we'll be on National by then. Oh, okay. Exactly. We'll, be do, we'll be doing XM so I can cuss. But uh, and you don't have to call me stupid. You can tell me what you really want to say. So that's that's yeah. I wish wouldn't that be nice? So that's some news around the SEC. A lot of turmoil around SEC programs. South Carolina football, first off, is not having a good year to begin with. Now you add on everything going on in the state, uh, that program, and and you hate to say it, but it's it's a mess right now. But none bigger. Vandy obviously is Vandy. Auburn is a mess. They just cut Duke Will or Duke Williams, who we will talk about here in a little bit. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm okay. Are you I, I, up I, about Duke Williams. Yeah, well, I I, I was trying to side in my head if I wanted to talk about that right now, or we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. I mean, it's so okay. I'll, I'll, he'll, so he'll move on in his life. I'm sure. Auburn's a mess. <laughs> Arkansas is not having the year they want. And Arkansas never none, has the year they want. None of those. Issues. None of those programs, none of those off-the-field incidents at places going on at those schools match up to what's going on at Tennessee. And I would have never in a million years guessed that Tennessee would, one, be as bad as they've been this year, but two, have as much cloud surrounding Butch Jones. Trevor, it's not crazy to think that he's not going to finish out the year here in Tennessee. Well, I can't imagine they would fire him mid-year. I mean, I would be I would be a little surprised at that. Yeah. I mean, now dismissing him at the end of a season, I, I would never assume that that would not happen anywhere, really. I mean, I, I, the odds of maybe Spurrier being back to South Carolina next year are probably slim, more so to him retiring than opposed to him getting fired. But I'd, I would be surprised, yes, if, if a, a major school, uh, i.e. an SEC school, especially in Tennessee, would go through a coaching change in the middle of a year, despite no matter how how underachieving their season may be. All right. Well, what if you take into account that there's rumors that Butch Jones punched a player in the face? What if he ended up punching Matt Crowder, the offensive lineman, in the face, like the reports say he did? It's a rumor. It's a rumor now. Is it, is it a fact now? If it's a fact, then yeah. I mean, then, and in that well, case, nobody nobody's reading a book about it. And you're in, <laughs> in that case, you're though dismissing him for for doing something of, of assault. You're not talking. I, I was referring to a, a dismissal in midseason due to uh, lack of performance and record by the team. Well, I'm talking about everything put together, and. You have Pig Howard, a wide receiver there, Alton Pig Howard, but it goes by Pig Howard. He just left the program. Supposedly, it was a failed drug test. Uh, Butch Jones had told media that the reason he wasn't playing before then was injuries, which I suppose he could have been injured and then failed a drug test, and this is how it came out. But it just seems like there's so much stuff now building up for Butch Jones to to have – to be looked in a bad light. And it doesn't help that they're now 0-2 in the SEC. They're 2-3 and on the year. You could make a case that they should be 5-0. and Really, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. But as you have it, they're 2-3. and They're losing games late. You're having all these off-the-field incidents. 
Now there's reports that there is video of him punching the player. Now the video hasn't surfaced. Well, if it happened in a practice, I assume it'd be on a video some way. Well, it, it hasn't surfaced yet, but if that surfaces, and guess what Tennessee's schedule is? They've got Georgia at home this weekend, and obviously Georgia isn't the team we thought they were. They're not who they thought we are. No, Georgia, Georgia's as good as we thought they were. We just we just we always sometimes forget how they always lose two games a year in games that they they just usually either yeah. choke or just don't show up. I'm not a I'm not a hundred percent sold on Georgia like I was this time last week. They'll win nine games. Don't worry. They always they're always going to lose two or three. They're like the the RC Slocum of uh, of the SEC. So they get Georgia at home. That's obviously a must win. They go to Alabama. That will be a devastating loss. Uh, not a devastating loss in terms of they'll lose closely. They will get pummeled. They will feel devastated and yeah. how poorly they played. At that point, they will be 0-4 in the SEC if they lose to Georgia, which that would be my guess right now. You never know. seems like all these off-the-field issues, they have to be in the minds of the players. So likely 0-4 in the SEC, 2-5 and on the year, and then they head to Kentucky on Halloween – for a for what will likely be a night game and a very boozed up Kentucky crowd, who knows what will happen there. So if Butch Jones and Tennessee were winning, he could probably get by this player being dismissed from the team, Pig, Pig Alton, Alton Pig Howard. Pig Howard. <laughs> he could likely get away. He could likely slide by that. The rumors of him punching a player wouldn't be as big of a deal. One, maybe they wouldn't have even surfaced. But they would just be rumors that he would have to address. He did. He called him crazy or ridiculous or whatever he said. He could probably get away with that because they're winning. But they're not. They're losing. Now you possibly have video. If it turns out that he did punch this player, Trevor, he's not going to finish the year. And it might be after that Alabama game where they fire him. And listen, if, if he punched a player, more than likely, yes, he's he's going to be in some trouble. Uh, he, he will be likely uh, put on leave of absence, which will lead to probably a firing at the end of the year, depending on how the investigation or how much they feel. It's, you know, he actually tried to throw a punch or if it was just being blown out of proportion or whatever it may be. But, I mean, you talk about it being two and three, and then their two wins are blowouts over minor teams. But, I mean, Arkansas is a game they probably should have won. They lost at Florida by a point, a game they were actually winning for the most part. They lost against Oklahoma, a team they had a lead on, and just couldn't hold on to it. Another close loss. And even the Arkansas game was 24-20. So, I mean, those are three losses to three teams that are pretty legitimate teams, two of which are in the top 25. Yeah. Arkansas yeah. was supposed to be better than it was, and so was Tennessee at this point. And the yeah. schedule doesn't get any easier. I get that. Georgia, Alabama, Kentucky, South Carolina, Missouri, Vanderbilt, so on and so forth in the SEC. And, then, of course, North Texas thrown in there a little bit which I doubt will be a competition unless me and Joe Green suddenly got 20 years younger and joined the team again. But so, I mean, they can still, I mean, they can still turn this around. So in terms of the results of on the field, I wouldn't be so hasty to get rid of Butch Jones at Tennessee. I mean, it's his third year. He went to a bowl last year. He's kind of trying to clean up the mess that was the Dooley era and it was right on top of the, the whole Lane Kiffin disaster. And it's been a, a struggle for Tennessee to try to figure out things since that filmer left. <laughs> I, you seem more optimistic. I love that donut-eating son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you seem more optimistic than I do about how things are going to shake out for 
for Butch Jones and Tennessee. Who would imagine? It seemed like a grand slam high. Recruiting had gotten better. Expectations were – they were a sleeper pick. Not really even all that a sleeper pick, but picked second to win the SEC East this year. Well, they a lot of people thought they could year. win it. And so here's, here's my question to you. With the exception of Vanderbilt, all these SEC programs, which one would you not want to coach? <laughs> given what's going on right now. And, and you could say Kentucky, and if you make a good enough case for it, then I'll believe you. But which one would you not want to – which coach would you not want to be right now? Uh, which which program would I not be on to be coaching or which coach Which coach would you not want to be? Just coach in general, one of these programs, would you say, yeah, I really wouldn't feel comfortable being him. I think I'd be out of a job here soon. Um, Probably Auburn. Uh, at the moment, wow! Because really? now, 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 would I would I would I like the Auburn job? Yes. Now, would I want to be in their head coach's shoes at this moment? Probably not, because I think the expectations have fallen the farthest short of what they were for for Auburn fans this year, and they've looked so bad this year right now. I mean, and I, and I, it just seems like I know Gus Manzon. I mean, coming off the Gene Chizik, I mean, they didn't like the Gene Chizik hire. He won the national, got lucky, won the national title. He's gone after two years after that. And then you had Gus come in. He he looked all. He goes to the BCS championship game his first year. Looked solid last year, eight wins, and then this year has just been such a cluster bleep. And I just can't yeah. imagine it getting much better for them this year. To where I'm not saying he would be out of a job at the end of this year. They're not going to wait around. I mean, if he comes out and, and and drops an egg like this at the beginning of next year. I would be shocked if he – I wouldn't – again, I'm not going to say – I don't think Auburn would fire him in the middle of the year. I think that's just – I don't think that's a smart move to do in any case, really, for mo- any university, really. I think that's just a bad move in some ways. Unless you just – I mean, unless the coach has just done something so bad that you just can't leave him on there, you know, hitting a player or whatever it may be. Uh, not not just strictly on performance, but I'd be shocked if he's there in, in 2017. I mean, I would. Well, if this continues – if he continues on the path he's gone this year – I mean, you talk about underachieved. I mean, Tennessee's underachieved, yeah. But Tennessee also, I, despite the expectations Tennessee had, were nowhere near matched the ones that Bob Roberts ranked six in the country coming in. They're three yeah, and two, they, and they look like uh, crap, and they're all three of their wins. I hate admitting it, they were my national title pick. But uh, you, you, that's a good point. That, and that wasn't somebody I was really thinking about. Uh, but if Kentucky can beat Auburn, then their only win, at that point, you'd probably think, wow, the only game left Auburn's going to win is their second to last game against Idaho before the Iron Bowl. Yeah. Because if, if they can't win at Kentucky, and this is no obviously no disrespect for Kentucky, I, I think very highly of UK this year, and I, I've spoke about that beforehand, and I'm going to continue to speak about it uh, as, this, as this season progresses. I think Kentucky's a good football team. But if they don't beat Kentucky, then they're probably not going to win at Arkansas. That'd be another coin flip game, I suppose. They're definitely not going to win against Ole Miss. They're not going to win at Texas A&M. They likely wouldn't beat Georgia. And there's no way in hell they'd beat Alabama. So if they can't beat Kentucky, they might only win one more game the rest of the year. If they do beat Kentucky, they may only win two more games the rest of the year. Yeah, the only three... This is probably a team that's not going to go bowling, Trevor. Oh, no, no. They're not going bowling unless they go to Rose Bowl or, or Tim Pin or something like that when the next time they come through town. That's the only way they're going bowling. I mean, the only games that I even see them having really chance at winning, and I'm stretching by saying this, I mean, obviously Kentucky and Arkansas, Idaho is a win. Outside, I mean, Miss. I think. Oh, I don't. I don't, I don't want to dismiss Ole Miss because I'm not as big on Ole Miss as everyone else. And since it is in Auburn, I would think maybe they might have a shot. I'm not picking. I would not pick them to win that game. I'm not picking. I don't even know what the spread would be, and that would be. I wouldn't bet it regardless. But being in Auburn and the fact that I'm not as sold on Ole Miss as some people are, 
I would I would think maybe that has an opportunity. But outside those three games, yeah, I mean, I see them at four wins right now, and that's including Idaho, and easily could be the, the, their fourth win. I mean, yeah, I think they're, they're, of their three wins, they a game against obviously the Louisville game in which they kind of jumped up on Louisville, and if that doesn't happen, who knows how the game changes, and it was end up being a close win. They struggled mightily to beat Jacksonville State, a team that actually outplayed them, even though in technically Louisville by statistics outplayed them as well, outplayed them, and they got lucky to win in overtime at home. And then, on, and then they did struggle somewhat again to beat San Jose State this week at home, which San Jose State, let's be honest, sucks eggs. I mean, they're not very good. <laughs> I'm glad you're being honest. The, the reason I wouldn't go with Gus Malzahn is because Auburn at least did have those expectations, which – You saw how quickly they fired. They can, they can be a – well, yeah, he, but he also just didn't seem like a good fit there. But they're rec- Auburn's recruiting very well. There's still uh, there's still optimism in the program as a whole, although this season has been a bit of a stinker. So that's why I wouldn't go Gus Malzahn. I think the two correct, an- or I guess there'd be three correct answers. And you make up you, you you did a good job selling me on Auburn. So maybe you could make this as the, the, as, as number four for me. Let but me once tell you Steve- real quick, the last two coaches at Auburn to win less than five games or less: Gene Chizik didn't return, Tommy Tuberville didn't return, and Pat Dye didn't return. Interesting. Well, Gus Malzahn will be back next year. I can tell you that I much. I think I agree with that, but it's still it's interesting. And, oh, and losing their best. And Doug Barfield didn't return. Losing their best player in, in Duke Williams will not help Auburn causes uh, help Auburn's cause, but that's good news for Kentucky. The three for me are one Steve Spurrier. He's done after this year, and, yeah. and not necessarily it is because South Carolina stinks, but also he's getting older. He probably only had two or three years, even if South Carolina was good. Uh, he's going to move on. He's not going to be one that's going to get dragged through the mud. He he will see the writing on the wall. That's a and retirement so, thing more than product. Yeah, I think. And, and I agree. So then that brings it down to Butch Jones. Or Brett, uh, Brett Belima at Arkansas, and while Belima's Arkansas too new still though, they're, they 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 got hired the same year. Well, that's true, yeah. That's good. And, and the same with Mark Stoops, but Belima is he's kind of making a fool of himself. He seems to kind of be the the butt of a lot of jokes. <laughs> yeah, and he also looks like the guy from Beavis and Butthead. I, I I can like believe it to be honest with you, but I mean, yeah, I, I understand. Arkansas is kind of a joking. Arkansas is one of those schools I always had them left there with some. There's a random other schools, Georgia being one of them that always is. They just they 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 think they're too big for their. I mean, they think they're all that that sometimes because and usually their track record doesn't it doesn't match it. Uh, being that what they think is they're, they're being a powerhouse in college football like Georgia pretty much or Clemson or some other schools that that feel like they. They're in the upper echelon of college football powerhouses because they might have one national title, but that's all they have, and it's been a long, long, long time since they got either any of those one national titles. Arkansas didn't have that. Well, Arkansas, Petrino's still their winning as coach, and he's the only coach to go three straight seasons with 10-plus wins. The other one, Butch Jones, and he's got a, enough going on uh, off the field, like we talked about. Big expectations that haven't been met. They've been close, but haven't been met. He's recruiting well, too, like Gus Malzahn. Uh, but at least Gus Malzahn has made Auburn competitive in years past, where Tennessee's just been okay, maybe surprised some people last year. Uh, my guess would be Butch Jones. That's the coach I wouldn't want to be in the SEC uh, in, in dealing with the allegations that he bunched a player with a – and he knows if he did or didn't. They asked the, the player's dad. He's an offensive lineman. They asked his dad if he cared to comment on it, said no comment, which I think may be telling in and itself. So – 
We'll see. There's a, a lot of mess in the SEC, not so much at Kentucky, which is good news for the Cats. Mark Stoops said yesterday Boom Williams will be back for the Auburn game. He's practicing. He spoke with the media yesterday, said there was just some personal things that he had to clear up, and he wasn't suspended, but Mark Stoops wanted him to get the personal things cleared up before he got back on the field, suited up in pads. Having him back for the Auburn game is just absolutely huge for UK. We'll talk more UK football after the break. We'll be right back here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. But yo, I'm making money, see? So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm the new fool in town, and my sound's laid down by the underground. I'm drinking all the Hennessy you got on your shelf, so just like... Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. Presented by Allen Electric. Rick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by. Lay low for a while, because you're probably wanted for murder. <laughs> We're back here, 1450 The Sports Buzz. It's after 5 o'clock. Trevor, are you off work? I was off work when I woke up. <laughs> I, I don't doubt that for a second. Have you seen the stuff going on? At, By the way, uh, I woke go- up at 2, about 2.45 today. Man, I don't know how you do it. Easily. You, you, you close the shades, you lay your head on a pillow, and you close your eyes. Today was incredibly productive for me. It feels good. I'm going to be productive after a while. I'm here until about 11.30 tonight, though, so. You're not going to be productive at all. And I understand that you're working, and God bless you, Trevor. What's everybody the definition at the, of productive, uh, though? I mean, everybody at the 1450 Sports Buzz family wants to give you a big hug, but what are you going to do at uh, when you get home at midnight to be productive? Well, define what you just what, – what do you define as productive? And you tell me what you're going to do. <laughs> just tell me what you're going to do because I have an idea what it's going to be. I'm going to – when I leave you're you, gonna, I'm gonna, I'll tell you right now, I'll give you a play-by-play of what Bacon will do tonight. Uh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to uh, probably grab some, maybe some dinner on the way, more than likely something that I shouldn't be eating because at 11 o'clock there's not much open left. Uh, maybe try to sneak in some Arby's because there's an, the Arby's on Shovel Road's open until midnight. Uh, so sneak in there to get there before they, they close. Ar- Arby's isn't good for you. Well, nothing open after 11 is. Uh, and then I'm going to head home. I'm going to eat some of that. Maybe watch the last of uh, Raw that DVR'd on Monday because I haven't had a chance to watch it much. Kind of a slow slow uh, wrestling time right now. Uh, and then I'll uh, turn on some Madden, kill some brain cells, continue to build the Eagles uh, franchise that I have, and then more than likely uh, pass out, hopefully, with my hand not stuck to myself. <laughs> that is so productive. I mean, to me, that is what. What is the definition of produ- uh, productive? Well, it's doing stuff that you need to do to to make things better. The producing or able to produce large amounts of goods. That's that's uh, relating to enga- engaged in production of goods, crops. Trevor, I woke up this morning, did my did my workout, went over to my parents' house because I don't have a shed at my house or a garage because it fell years and years ago seems like everything in my house falls uh but the the garage fell and because it had termites or whatever uh, so i had to go over to my parents house to get some tools got a leaf blower got a a hedge trimmer mm-hmm. and blew off all the leaves on my neighbor on my deck thanks to my neighbor's stupid tree all these nuts too i am so sick of that tree i might go over there and cut it down myself uh, blew leaves off 
then I trimmed a bunch of my hedges in in my yard. Uh-huh. Uh, you couldn't see you couldn't see my address behind one of the bushes, so I had to make sure to trim that. And then I just did a few other ones since I had it. Then I cut the grass. Good. And then I've been doing some work all day since then. And then boom, time for the radio show. So so in your in in your uh, perspective, you were productive. And so and in my eyes of what I accomplished today, I've also considered myself productive. And and by the way, I had lawn work done today too. I just pay some non-speaking English people to do it. A little update on the they South Carolina speak English, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> a little update on the South Carolina LSU game that will take place in Baton Rouge, despite it being a home game for South Carolina. We are wondering what that means for six years down the road when they will likely, uh, when they will play that game again. Where would it be? Well, I think this gives us our answer, Trevor. All the revenue minus expenses will go back to South Carolina for Saturday's game. So, so that probably tells you that in six years they'll play that game in Baton Rouge again. And mm-hmm. tough break tough break for USC. That's gotta be a the double edged sword for LSU fans. It's like do you wanna do you want do you wanna like tick off South Carolina by not giving got going and giving them the money? Oh the, stop. On the other hand you don't want to not show stop. up. Stop. <laughs> I would be pumped. How cool would that be? Imagine Louisville's about to go play Florida State this not not this weekend, but the next weekend and then all of a sudden Tallahassee gets hit with a big storm, and they have to move that game up to Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. That'd be awesome. You would be thrilled if they did that. I'd be thrilled because of the fact I'd rather play Florida State and Papa John's Stadium than now. Than, I'm curious. Than Ed, Ed Doak or whatever it's called. Yeah. Why can they play a game at the? Why can they play this game at the Georgia Dome? Why couldn't they play this game in? Uh, I guess you couldn't do Knoxville because. Their host in Tennessee. Well, I mean, why not go to Athens? Let's see if Georgia will let you host that game. Is Georgia playing yeah. at home this week? No, they're playing in Knoxville. Oh, okay. Duh. Why not see if you can go to? There's got to be a lot of. Why? I don't know if Clemson's hosting. I think they are. I think they're hosting Georgia Tech, which is a big game. There's got to be other stadiums closer to Columbia than actually having to go make it a true road game. I, I guess they figure. What, what about no, what they, about where the Panthers play in Charlotte? Yeah, yeah, that's another one. I guess they figure if they do anywhere else. In the surrounding areas, they're not going to have a lot of attendance, and they're not going to make a lot of money, and that's going to hurt their revenue. Yeah. So if they go to LSU, you know you're going to get probably anywhere from seventy to eighty thousand there, even though it's on short notice. You could get ninety thousand there, probably sell and, out, and and they'll be able to make money off that. If I was an LSU fan, I'd be so pumped. I, I mean, at the expense of natural disaster, which again. Thoughts and prayers to South Carolina. <laughs> but how cool would that be? You're sitting here on a Wednesday and you're thinking, man, eh, what am I going to do this weekend? Well, i got to make sure I watch LSU at South Carolina. But besides that, maybe I'll maybe I'll exercise. Maybe I'll get a new hobby. Oh, holy hell, it's coming to Baton Rouge. Go get a keg. I, I do like your Tommy Boy moment there where you're like, oh, right, we get to host a game out of nowhere. We're getting an extra game. By the way, I'm sorry about everything you lost and, and, and people drowning. <laughs> but we get to host a game. That sucks for you, by the way. I mean, that was a nice Tommy Boy moment by you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you make? Uh, so Duke Williams will not be there for the Auburn-Kentucky game. They're undecided on what quarterback's going to start that game. Will it be Sean White? Or will it be Jeremy Johnson? They're unsure about so much about this Auburn offense. Uh, it, it's one of the... It's been statistically one of the worst offenses in the SEC. I, Trevor, I can't help but think, and this is how I felt before the Florida game, all these signs pointing to Kentucky make me worried about Kentucky's chances. I wouldn't be too – I mean, listen, Auburn's bad. I mean, it's, Auburn's not a very good team. In fact, I've said it on, on Nick's show. I don't know if you happen to be listening that day or not. 
But uh, I, I said, I've said on this show, and, and when he's asked, when you, Louisville fans kind of at the end of the year look back and look at that game, you know, that, that you, you just you get sick over. Every every year there's always that game, no matter what fa- family you are of or whatever school you are, there's always a game at the end of the year you look back and go, oh, God, how did we lose that game? You know, that, and the Auburn game is going to be that game for me as, as a Louisville fan. I mean, clearly. Really? I mean, yeah. That's, Wouldn't be Houston for no, you? No, because I think Houston's a, a home be- game? No, because Houston's a better team. Houston's, Houston's probably better than Auburn. I mean, I'm, but, yes, I know their record, despite being 4-0, is, and Louisville's their best win. I think you'll see it being the year Houston, and I said it going into the year, I thought Houston was a scary game to begin with. So hey, why. I said that too, by yeah, the way. And that's why I bet them in that line, getting, wait, was it 14 or whatever it was, well, that was way too much. You know, that I think they'll, they'll end up having a solid record and probably nine wins, maybe 10 at the end of the year. Now the schedule can, you know, contradict it, whether how good they are or not. But I think they're better than Auburn, and Auburn is in, in, in the end is going to have maybe a four or five win season, and you're going to look at it if you're Louisville and say, you know, if you win that game, kind of like the old perspective I used to say about the Buffalo Bills, if Scott Norton hits that field goal in their first Super Bowl, they may win two or three Super Bowls. I mean, it's almost a domino effect, and for Louisville, it could have been the same thing. If Louisville comes back and beats that Auburn game, maybe they don't lose to Houston. Maybe the confidence continues over, and they're – you know, not looking at the starts that they have and, and not maybe looking at the negatives that they had to start the season. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I look at that Auburn game at the end of the year more than likely, unless they, of course, end up losing to somebody they shouldn't down the road. But at this moment in the season, I look at the Auburn game and I think that's the yeah. one I'm going to be sick about at the end of the year that they will let something between I, their fingers. I understand your point. Still, Houston at home, even if Houston's better, that is a home game, opening game of the year. That's one they should have won. But – uh, we we got off subject. With by the, the way, with the, with the overall point, what is up with Duke Williams? I mean, I read that this morning. And so then, he's in a bar. Dude's insane. And, and, <laughs> and I heard about this before it before it came official, and I thought it was a bizarre story. Then it got confirmed through Auburn. Uh, so he's in a bar and punches and gets in a fight with four different guys, and including two bouncers, Trevor. Uh, so I, I don't know if he was drinking. He, I but, hope so. I hope he's, I hope he's so, on ecstasy or something. Yeah, I know. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Crystal meth. Next, we're going to find out he's trying to eat people's faces. Yeah. He was on bath salts. And how do you fight four different people? You're having a bad night if you're doing that stuff. Did you see the video of the, of the UConn student? No, no. Oh, you have got to watch that. And I mean, you have to do it like during our next commercial break. Uh, <laughs> he's in their student center, I would imagine. Uh, but he wants, and he's re- he's really upset that he can't get some. What was it? Bacon, bacon jalapeno mac and cheese. Ooh, that stuff's good though. He's a 19 year old, and he's in. The, and, and you don't know exactly what happens when the video starts, but it's like a nine minute long video, and he's in their student center. He wants bacon jalapeno mac and cheese, and he's obviously very drunk. But he he just looks like your normal college student. He's wearing sweatpants, and he get and he gets kicked out of the student center. Or the manager of this restaurant that serves the bacon mac and cheese, the bacon jalapeno mac and cheese, tells him, hey, you're obviously drunk. You're making a scene. We've got to ask you to leave. He gets up in this guy's face, eventually starts pushing him, spits in his face, does this and does that. He's yelling at him. I just want my effing mac and cheese. Just give it to me. Who doesn't? Give me my mac and cheese. I'll leave. He says a thousand times, I'll pay for it. I just, I'll pay for it. Just give it to me. By the way, I'm seeing a picture of him. He looks like he's 14. He's obviously uh, hammered. I, I found out he's a, he ended up being on the skiing team, which I don't want to generalize. But if you had to guess what this kid did at UConn's university, you'd probably guess he was a skier. 
just self in, just self entitled has never been told no in his life wait, wait, gets whatever he wants look at ski ski people that are on the ski team are self entitled and and silver spoon well, kids I, well, I, skiing's not you know you, you're not just born to be a good skier no i it's, disagree it, <laughs> i know many kids that put themselves up in the bootlegs of the ghetto and become, <laughs> become professional skiers i mean come on it's not a it's not a cheap sport it, it costs some money to be a good skier so you got to imagine most skiers that have were, were raised, not all of them, and I'm, we're you know probably going to get some calls that say, oh, I'm a skier and I don't do this. But uh, a lot of them have, have privileged lifestyles. And I, know, I, imagine I know the projects dude, of Baltimore have produced many a professional skiers. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to head to commercial break. We're going to come back, talk, uh, talk more Kentucky sports. So stick around here on 1450 Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. All right, let's go. With T.J. Walker. Well, see you later. On 1450, the Sports Buzz. We're back here on 1450, the Sports Buzz. One final segment on a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. We know Trevor's going to be productive by going home and playing video games at midnight. Uh, Hopefully you get to enjoy this lovely weather. American Horror Story also starts tonight. Trevor, I imagine you've probably never watched that, have you? It'd be, it'd be nice if I turn my mic on. Uh, no, I haven't. I I kind of watched the first season a little bit and was kind of enthralled by it a little bit, but I I just I, I didn't really watch much of the second season. I guess and I guess the third. What, what was the one they did now? Now it's like nuns or something or. Well, no, they've done several of them. The first yeah, one was haunted like house. Yeah. Second one was a sane asylum where there were That's nuns. Right, yeah. Third one was coven, which was witches. Fourth one was Clowns, wow. uh, which was in Circus, which was really good. That won a lot then, of Emmys, I know that, or whatever, the award for TVs. And then this one is Hotel, which in terms of being excited about all those setups for a scary show, obviously a haunted house is, you know, it's kind of bland, but it leaves a lot out there. <laughs> uh, a Sane Asylum sounds really good, sign me up. A Coven of Witches sounds good, sign me up. Yeah. Uh, circus and Clowns, that sounds good, sign me up. Hotel just doesn't do it for me. I'm well, not excited about this one going into it. Now, now the asylum wasn't that supposed to be slightly based on uh, Waverly, Waverly Hills? Yeah. Well, they in the first episode, they're talking about how it was a tuberculosis hospital Which and all these Louisville, people yeah. people died. So basically, they were reading the Wikipedia first <laughs> paragraph for Waverly Hills. Uh, but I don't know if after that it was supposed to be based on that. I, I'm not. That's as far sure. as I went with it. I've, I've actually been to Waverly. I went there when I was I broke into it when I was 16 with some friends, but. Uh, did you? Yeah, it was a really freaky moment, freaky thing. But one, I don't believe it Any, goes, so it doesn't bother anything, me. Anything spooky happened? Uh, not t- particularly. You you hear your normal noises and things like that. And it was really creepy because I mean we had we had flashlights, flashlights obviously, and it was dark. But I mean it was kind of creepy and spooky. But like I said, I don't believe in ghosts, so it really doesn't freak me out too much. I mean I don't get caught up in that and then the whole spirit stuff and all things. So see, I. Mean, I, I 
I don't know if I believe in ghosts or do. I want to believe in ghosts because I think it just makes life more fun that there could be a ghost at any turn. I guess. I mean, you believe in Santa, I'm assuming, too. I mean, right? I do. Okay. Yep. And Easter I Bunny. Do. And, and Easter Bunny, sure. And all, all that good stuff. I mean, yeah. I mean, you might as well. I mean, so, yeah, I just, I mean, I have no problem with people believing in ghosts. I don't believe in aliens either. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I think know. Yates and I talked about this uh, in length one time. Yeah, we'll Yates, say it's, Yates is more of the, into your side of the story. He likes to believe in ghosts. And I think he believed in ghosts and aliens. I think he did not believe in ghosts, but he did believe in aliens. Yeah. He believed in one, did not believe in the other. I am unsure about, well, I'm unsure about ghosts. Aliens, there's clearly life somewhere out there. Barely you know, life here. Go on and, and roll one up, Trevor, and we could talk about how big the <laughs> talk about how big the universe is because I'm serious. One of my favorite from Days of the Confused. There is life out aliens, there man. somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, okay, we get, I, I want to wrap this up talking about UK and and, and playing Auburn without Duke Williams. Well, hold and, on, I've been waiting all this time to to, to, to smile from me to hear about Labissier being found in an eligible thanks to the recent. Well, I obviously we've got five minutes left. I was just going to save that for tomorrow. Uh, okay. okay, but we, we we've got two more shows this week, so we can talk. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk football and basketball. So ask me your question about Labissier. Is he an el- how how much how much fear is in Kentucky's fans' hearts with the uh, news? I guess I don't have the exact quotes and the exact details in front of me, but just from skimming it earlier and listening to some people that are talking about it earlier as I drove in, uh, that that looks like uh, the, he's being questioned even further and is yet to be be cleared by the NCAA. And now the NCAA is even talking to his former, I guess, is it his coach or the. The people that the, the guardian, school, the guardian, and the school that he, or I guess air quote school that he went and to. The guardian actually told Jeff Goodman at ESPN yes. that hey, we have not been cleared, uh, which I found it interesting that he's talking to anybody. But and he said excuse the NCAA me. was still questioning him as well. Excuse me. Yeah, uh, and, and you know who didn't see that coming, Trevor? We knew that there was going to be questions, and we knew they were going to be asked. Scalabissier, when talking to us media members, has said all along he's going to be okay. He knows these questions were coming, uh, and, and there's nothing there to hide. Kentucky, from my side of things, from my sources, Trevor, incredibly confident, which somebody brought up a good point today, and, and this was on House of Blue, Cats Illustrated, said, wasn't well, Kentucky really confident about Ennis Cantor? And here's the answer that people may not like, Trevor, they were confident about it in the scanter. John Calipari was incredibly confident about it in the scanter. But here's the differences in between these cases. Kentucky knew that Cantor had accepted money. Now, the family said they had never touched the money, but yes, they had accepted money. So Kentucky thought, How do you well, no, really. not touch it, by the way? <laughs> no, like they, they, you know, they cashed the checks, but put it in a separate bank account where it was all right there. Every dollar accounted for. Okay. These are IOUs. Yeah. Add them up. It's all right there. Yeah. But so Kentucky thought, okay, yeah, he did that, but that's the way it works in Europe. You're paid money. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, he can pay it all back. The NCAA will let him do that without an issue. We're going to be okay. NCAA says, hell no, you're not paying that much money back. Yeah, if it was a thousand bucks, maybe, but you can't pay thirty-one thousand dollars back. Get the hell out of here. So Kentucky was actually surprised by that, and you can chalk it up to maybe them just not knowing the NCAA's stance on those things. There has been no proof that Labissier has accepted money, that his guardian has accepted money. So you can't really chalk that up to. Uh, yes, the, it's a completely different case than Cantor. So Kentucky is confident about it. They've been confident in the past, and they've been wrong, but they are confident about it this time. So uh, I, I think he'll be okay. I'm told he'll be okay. He feels he's going to be all right. His guardian feels he's going to be all right. Kentucky did have a statement on the issue, 
and basically said that none of their freshmen, uh, they don't talk about the eligibility of any other freshmen. We do, here's the exact quote. We do not confirm eligibility of any of our student athletes until the first game. Everyone's been practicing. So to Kentucky right now, everybody's technically ineligible or eligible. They're not saying, and this is what they do every year too. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. And if you're a Kentucky fan and you're listening at home, well, when should we worry about it? You should worry about it when it gets to be the first game of the season, maybe the first exhibition game of the season, and you haven't heard anything on Scalabus yet. Now, if you get to that and things aren't looking great, then maybe then may, it's a different story. Then maybe, okay, he may miss some time. I couldn't imagine a scenario at all where he is – ruled ineligible for the entire season, Trevor. Worst case, an absolute worst case scenario, he may be suspended a game or two because of his stupid guardian, who I stand by and say that his guardian is probably not a great human being. So he's going to be okay. I know you've been wanting to talk about it. I wanted to address it. Uh, I just didn't know if we were going to have time today. John Calipari spoke with the media at the UK basketball luncheon, tip-off luncheon. Uh, had a lot of interesting things to say. Let's talk for almost 20 minutes and mentioned that the team is not very good right now, which is interesting for him to say. He said it in the past, but the year that stands out where he was where, where he was adamant about saying it was before the NIT season. So we'll see if he ends up saying it more this year as much as he was saying in years past. Uh, because that NIT year, he would tell you every media opportunity, hey, we're not very good. So we'll have to keep an eye on it. We're out of time for today's show, Trevor. We will be back tomorrow. 4 o'clock, 14.50, the Sports Buzz. We'll talk to you then. Mid-South Blue